And when he was learning the language, so one day I, um, uh, I went into the chapel and I saw he was, he was, he was very dramatic, uh, this missionary. So he was there, uh, he had, had this little boy, he was about uh, maybe eight years, nine years old, holding him by his arms like this, talking to him. And so I was walking, so I knew they were something, some doing some counseling, so uh, I'm getting ready to, to go back. And uh, he said, no, no, he called in English. He said, Brother, uh, Pastor Archie, please come, please come. He said, would you ha please help me? I said, yeah. He says, you know, uh, brother, uh, Pastor Archie, he says, for the last 20 minutes, I've been asking this, this, uh, whatever, he forgot his name, he said, asking him to forgive me. And he just won't forgive me. And uh, I really, that's really going to affect his spiritual life. And I'm concerned. He needs to learn how to forgive. And uh, would you help me? So I said, okay. Okay, Barry. Well, I said, why don't you ask him to forgive you right now? And uh, I, I don't think I, those are definitely one of the times that I laughed the most. Uh, he looked at the little boy and said, hermano, means brother, and he said, escúpame, which means, I, and I started to laugh, and he said, what are you laughing about? He's asking, he said, I'm, I'm, I said, what are you laughing? I said, Barry, do you know what you're asking him to do? Yes, to forgive me. He says, no, you're asking him to spit at you. <laughs> Big difference, disculpa me and escupa me. You know, they stayed very similar, but a big difference. And uh, anyway, so that was really hilarious. Um, well, again, uh, just uh, I want to thank you again, Ruth and I. I uh, want to thank you for your faithfulness over this many years. And um, I'm going to show at this moment, we have uh, just uh, some of you were here for the uh, Sunday school, and you saw we had a video. But let me just share with you, uh, God is doing, even though it's such a hard field and uh, just a very atheistic uh, country, and, and some that we had a question, he says, why, you know, we have a lot of drugs, so many, so many drugs, uh, drug addicts, and please, uh, because the government is actually sells the drugs. And um, did that, that was not the case when we arrived there 25 years ago. It was rare to see somebody drugged up. Now, it's just all over. It is so sad, so sad, heartbreaking to see uh, young people of all ages just uh, the, uh, in, involved in drugs. And uh, so the Lord uh, really uh, worked it out, and uh, we're working with a lot of drug addicts. And in fact, we have uh, 53 men. Last week, we had 53 men at the, at the, at the center and where they live. And uh, please, it's a very, very challenging ministry. But uh, again, um, just uh, wide, uh, so many opportunities to share this man. Oh, it is it's so heartbreaking to see how they come. Many of them have already tried committing suicide and, and tried it, but they come and and uh, we, all we do, we just share with them Jesus and talk to them about the Lord and their need of salvation and how uh, God wants to, uh, to, to transform their lives. And uh, the answer is that they need to turn away from their sin. And, and, uh, but um, 
Uh, well, praise God. Uh, we, we are seeing amazing things. Uh, we, we feel the Lord is going is gonna to allow us to see pastors from that, those men and missionaries. That's what we're praying for. And let me just tell you, I could tell you many stories, but let me tell you about one of them. Uh, we'll show this. Um, this uh, the pictures are not very good. I'm sorry. But uh, Pablo, uh, I don't know if that, that could be projected. That's kind of hard. But Pablo is over there with the green. Uh, he lived under a bridge or different bridges for 20 years. For 20 years. He lived there, uh, covered himself with whatever he could find. And just his life, he started doing drugs when he was 14. And uh, comes from a very well, good family. The, the, her mo uh, his mom is a well-known nurse, and, and also she, she paints, uh, does a lot of painting, and has traveled all over, uh, or at least Europe, and just, but he just took the wrong road. And, and uh, uh, but uh, uh, we, we can see the next picture. So for 20 years, he lived there, and uh, let's keep going. There he is again. Uh, I guess they had been doing some cooking. And, uh, but let me tell you, one day uh, he came to know the Lord. And um, uh, somebody went and found him and started sharing with him about Christ. And uh, uh, soon, uh, uh, a short time after that, he, was, uh, uh, he, he, got, uh, he decided to follow the Lord. And uh, uh, well, we do, they do, especially if they're getting out of drugs, what we have is they need to walk in the middle of nowhere for 10 to 15 days uh, where there are no just uh, trees uh, right and left and, uh, and uh, animals but nothing and uh, they're just walking and of course as they try to get all the, the, the those are you know some of you that know this are the very the first 10 days of them getting out of drugs are very difficult and um, so normally uh, we have a group uh, 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 maybe maybe 10, 12, uh, one there's a leader or maybe two or three that are helping them. And so the idea is for them to um, not to have, uh, they cannot get drugs for those 10, 15 days if they're right in the middle of trees and nothing. So there are no, no towns, nowhere to get drugs. And, uh, but uh, praise God, uh, there, you can see uh, Pablo here and he has become the leader of this uh, group, of this uh, 53 men, uh, and uh, God is using him greatly, greatly. He loves uh, the Lord and uh, just uh, loves the people and really is committed to those, uh, those, those people. So we can see the next picture. And uh, well, there he is. He's at the, uh, the seminary now, uh, studying. He feels the Lord wants him to be a pastor. And uh, so, praise God, uh, you can continue one more picture. Okay, there it is. That's him. That's Pablo right over there. And uh, uh, studying hard, and we can keep going. The next picture, and there he is uh, studying. And then next, um, he's, uh, Pablo is, uh, he loves, uh, lo loves people, loves lost people or, or, or uh, the brethren. And, and he's also a great preacher. He really, uh, he, God is using him greatly. And uh, next, uh, okay, now there's some of those three men, I'm there, I'm there but the, the, the other three men, they have become uh, the, uh, the leaders of this, uh, this, this, this group of men. Please pray, pray, 
Um, you know, we have this for, for men, but uh, just about, just maybe every other day, we get a phone call from a grandmother or a mother, and uh, they want us to see if we can uh, have a, if we can ha have a place for their granddaughter or, or their daughter. And of course, we don't have it, just for men. And uh, uh, the need is there, great need. Uh, as I was getting ready to come, uh, uh, I was downtown, and uh, I see this lady sitting in like a little fence. And uh, I went, and I knew she was all drugged up. And so I, I went to my pocket to, to put that track in the literature and came back, and she was kind of trying to stand up. And, and uh, when she stood up, my heart, I, I almost cried, and as uh, she said, she was probably seven, eight months pregnant, and I uh, used to see what a mystery, and uh, please pray, it's uh, again, as that uh, we, if, if it's God's will, that he will provide a place for ladies, um, and of course, these 53 men, uh, they all they work, so they, they we have, uh, we, they, there's, uh, they make brick, they make blocks, we have about 400 chickens. Uh, they uh, do uh, everything as far as uh, carrots and uh, whatever vegetables, they, they, they grow them. And uh, we have a car wash, and uh, of course they cut wood, and just whatever, they're ready, but they, they do work, some of them for the first time. So they need to build some working habits. Praise God, some of them are out of the center, and they've been able to get a job. Uh, for one of men specifically, his um, uh, first job ever, and uh, he's, I believe, he's 29 years old. And uh, so, let's keep going. Uh, okay, here's, uh, here's some of the men, um, some of the, the uh, those that are, um, most of them are out of drugs, and they're, obviously, they're not, not supposed to be doing drugs at the center, but it's a big challenge. We can keep going. And, uh, well, let me tell you about this, uh, this young man. His name is Ricardo. And uh, I remember preaching there. We have chapel three times a week. And Ricardo, as I challenged, you know, spoke about how God can transform your life and turn things around. And he's willing to. Uh, are, you, are you willing to, to, to respond to God's? Uh, and uh, he came... He spoke, looked at me, I remember, had my face, and said, uh, almost crying, and said, Pastor, he says, you know, I, do you really believe God can change me? You really believe that I, my life could be, because I, I am so tired of this, and I don't want to do drugs anymore, and, and uh, well, praise God. Uh, it's, it's been uh, probably like five, six months, and as far as I know, He's, uh, he's out of drugs and coming to faithfully to church. And uh, it's really exciting. As you see some of the men, that we're, we're in a main road, and, and you can, there's, a, every, there's big, a lot of glass, and uh, the cars go by, and they see some, uh, many of these men kneeling down every morning, praying, asking the Lord to help them. Uh, we used uh, we used uh, Proverbs uh, on, on Sunday, uh, I mean every day in the morning for 45 minutes, uh, Proverbs, and then praying, and then in the evening as well. And uh, so praise, God, praise the Lord for what he's doing. Okay, 
So we'll leave it there. Please remember to pray for these people, okay? And there are many challenges. And of course, for the leaders, and uh, it's by God's grace. I, we, we're, none of us are trained to do that kind of work. Uh, many times it's just uh, where, where we just need to come and say, God, we don't know what to do. Please uh, help us, uh, assist us, give us of your strength and your wisdom. And uh, uh, so thank you. Thank you for praying for us. Uh, now, let's, um, as, we, uh, as we get into the message, uh, short message, um, let, me, let me ask you if you would please stand and we'll read one verse, okay? One verse that I am sure that you have uh, heard many, many times. And um, it's, uh, we're going to go to the first, first Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 5. And look at, we'll read at verse 25. First Thessalonians 5, 25. Okay? And, uh, okay. First Thessalonians 5, 25. Very short, but very, very important. As we do God's work, even as the work, as God's work gets done in this church, a key ingredient to uh, for God's work to advance and prosper. He says, 25, can we all read it together? What does it say? Brethren, pray for us. Again, brethren, pray for us. You may have a seat. Okay. I don't know how many of you have uh, paid attention, but that's a, a key verse in many, many, many prayer cards. Right? By the way, we do have the prayer cards. I don't know why they came so big. <laughs> we ordered them. I thought they were much smaller. When they came back, I said, what? It looks like I'm running to be president or something. And uh, we also had a banner. And the banner, I don't know, it's huge. And uh, it's kind of, I say, Ruth, I feel like I'm embarrassed to put it out. It looks like it's going to, uh, like we are that important. And uh, I, so, so that's something... Uh, but anyway, so we do have, some of them I cut a little bit on the side, so we have some prayer cards back there, okay? Uh, but some of you have seen in prayer cards that uh, time after time, if you pay attention, it says, brethren, pray for us. And uh, uh, missionaries, uh, we, we definitely need your prayers. And we, you know, we are constantly talking about, you know, um, uh, investing for the future, right? And... Um, uh, there's much wisdom on, on, on thinking about retirement and investing on that. You know, we need to do that. However, let's not forget that we still, the best way, the best place to invest, it's up there. Like Matthew 6.20, it says, But lay out for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust do corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. And uh, let's keep that in mind. And uh, uh, a spiritual Christian uh, will, will keep this in mind, you know, that we are stewards, you know, uh, and that we, whatever the God has given to us, you know, one day we will give an account. I don't know if you're aware, I hope you're aware of that. You know, there's what is called such a thing as the judgment seat of Christ. There are some people that think, well, you know, God saved me, I'm saved, so I don't, I never, will never have to give an account. You're wrong. Uh, at the judgment seat of Christ, uh, that's just for believers. 
uh, we will give an account. That would be right before, think about that, to our own uh, uh, Jesus Christ, the one that died in the cross for our sins. And, and we, he will be over there and we will give an account. Not to be whether we're going to go to hell or to heaven, but uh, because that's, that was already settled at the cross. But he will, will give an account to everything that we have done, uh, 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 how, we did, how we do with our talents, our spiritual gifts, our time, our opportunities, our money. How are we doing? And uh, it's so important to think about that. You know, there's just uh, so many people just holding on to things of this life, not recognizing, not realizing that all that is going to disappear. Did you all know how many uh, Steve, Steve Jobs, you remember that from, from I see it was the Apple? Anybody here knows how much he left? He left all of it. <laughs> he left, he didn't take anything with him. He left it all. Same thing with us, dear people. We're going to leave it all behind. And how crucial, how important it is for us to be wise on investing on those things that really matter. And investing above. And, uh, you know, so uh, if we talk about, you know, being wise, investing wisely uh, as a church, let's say the church is, is, uh, also needs to be wise on how invests and uh, uh, of course then uh, you want to uh, you know give to missions but that's not enough you also need to pray need to pray I, I, and, and I, again I'm not saying we're not I'm, Ruth and I we are very grateful and I am sure all of your missionaries for uh, your your financial support but uh, dear people what I'm saying, if you want to really do be, uh, uh, invest wisely, you need also to pray. And in fact, let me tell you, what is the greatest need of a missionary? What is the greatest need? You think that if, uh, if the missionary, he could have all the support and the finances and, and the right education, but he needs God's hand upon his family, upon his life, upon the ministry. And uh, uh, so we need not just to give, but also to pray. And uh, uh, so I don't know if, um, if you agree with me, but the Apostle Paul, uh, uh, I'm sure you will agree with me, he accomplished great things for our Lord, right? The Apostle Paul. You remember he wrote a big portion of the New Testament and he established many churches and uh, he trained uh, um, many, many leaders. And uh, Paul, uh, you know, the Bible talks about at least 120 co-labors of Paul. This is what I read. And when I read that, I said, they said the Bible gives 120 names. And I said, that, that, that sounds like too many. So one evening I said, I got a pencil and I started writing down. I didn't get all the 120, but I did get like, like 70. And uh, uh, so, uh, you know, many, many people co-labors with Apostle Paul. And of course, we know he made those three missionary trips and, uh, trips and he was uh, greatly used among the Gentiles. And uh, have you thought about 
How do you explain that? Why was the Apostle Paul so uh, greatly used by the Lord? And uh, you say, well, he was, uh, he was very brilliant. He was very smart. I think he was. And you can say, well, he had great knowledge of philosophy and religion. And, you know, we know that he was very well educated and he could debate with the, uh, scholars and so on. And, and uh, uh, well, he, uh, he was also, uh, he, he preached, uh, he was tireless in preaching. As we read even in Romans fifteen nineteen, he says that he had preached in throughout Jerusalem. He said unto Elidium, uh, he says, I have freely preached the gospel of Christ. So he was, uh, he was always preaching the gospel. And, and uh, uh, you know, but if you really ask me, what, I, what would be the main reason that uh, God accomplished so many great things through the Apostle Paul? And I have no doubt. That, uh, of course, he was God's power in his life. And Apostle Paul, he was a man of prayer. And uh, not only that, but again, he had many, many, many people praying for him. And in fact, that's why as we read here, he says, brethren, pray for us. The Apostle Paul is asking for prayer. And uh, what about your missionaries? If you really write to your missionaries with it, well, our greatest need is what? Prayer. Please pray for us. And uh, the Paul, he's going to do that and say something very, again, asking for prayer in 1 Thessalonians 3, 1, then 2 Thessalonians 3, and then in Colossians and 1 Corinthians 1, 11, the Apostle Paul is constantly asking for prayer. And... Uh, you, uh, if you uh, talk about, you know, what uh, sometimes, uh, and your pastor knows this, some of you leaders, but, you know, we, 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 many, many, many missionaries are returning uh, from the fields. They go, and many of them, they go and serve one term. They go, you know, they go through racing support, they go through language school, and they end up in the mission field. Uh, it takes thousands and thousands of dollars to get him over there. And many, many of them, they go and serve one term. And they come back and write a letter and say, we are not returning to the field. And I'm sure that has happened. Our hearts are broken. How can that be? And, uh, you know, sometimes they say, well, uh, maybe God didn't call them. They could say, well, their visas were not renewed. Or maybe they say, well, they could not adjust to the culture, to the language. Maybe they were discouraged. Maybe there was sin involved. And, and uh, we know for sure that Satan wants them out. And he'll do whatever, everything possible to get them out of the field. Especially the first term. You know, when I see, I hear about missionaries not going back, and I see, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, I ask this question. I wonder how much prayer the missionary family was getting from his supporting churches. Dear people, God's work needs to be done in God's power. In the field, and of course here. 
We cannot do it in our own wisdom, in our own strength. God's God work needs to be done in, in the, in, with God's power. Recognizing our, 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 our wickedness, our lack of wisdom, our knowledge, and recognize, say, God, help me. And uh, your missionaries need your prayers. Uh, well, some of you are already great prayer warriors. Praise God. I know some of you do pray regularly. Of course, we need to pray for us. You need to start by praying. You know what is your pastor's uh, 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 great need? It's, he needs your prayers. He needs your prayers. Your pastor, his family needs your prayers. And uh, those of us that are leaders, you know, we know, we need to know that we are, to, Satan is targeting us. And so uh, I ask you this morning, how much time do you pray for your pastor and your leaders here in this church, for your deacons? And, uh, well, uh, I pray, that, I, I hope that you are praying. And I have no doubt that many times God's work is being negatively affected because God's people are not praying. And sometimes we're trusting in our resources and our knowledge and experience. We are not praying as we ought to. So your, your leaders, your, your, your pastor and his family and the leaders, they need your prayer. Uh, God uh, he says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord Jesus, uh, uh, the, the Lord of hosts. And so many times, you know, I have found myself uh, just, just uh, crying out to the Lord. And God, help us. Lord, uh, this is so hard. And uh, please pray uh, for your missionaries. Uh, it's easy to, uh, even, let me tell you this, uh, I used to be kind of critical about some missionaries not staying on the field. And, uh, but I have learned, you know, sometimes uh, you could get discouraged. And for Ruth and I, you know, it's for us to go in Uruguay, this is, is going back home. It's, it's our culture, our people, and, and uh, our language, everything. I mean, we know but, uh, but still, that's hard. Because we were here in this country for many years. But we loved, you know, all the comforts here. Ah, nice carpet. Woo! We have a carpet. We have air condition. Central he uh, heating. And uh, you can always go, you know, go out to eat. And we, we cannot do that in our, in, in our city. You know, even to go out to eat, if we go out to eat, we, it's so expensive. It is so expensive. Only tourists will go and eat out. And uh, so many things that we sometimes we take for granted. And you know that many times the only thing that will keep you there is to know that it's God's will and God's people praying for him. Pray, number one, for power again. He says in 1 Thessalonians 3, 1, um, and in 1 Corinthians 1, 11, he says, Ye also helping together by praying for us. Did you read that? You hear that? He says, the Apostle Paul, he says, You help me. You help me by praying for me. 
Are you helping your missionary by praying for him? I'm not, again, putting second the given. We need to give. But again, let's not just give. Also, pray. And you pray for protection. Pray for protection. And as we look, look at 2 Thessalonians 3, uh, verses 1 uh, to 3. It says, finally, brethren. So this is 2 Thessalonians. He already asked for prayer in 1 Thessalonians. Apostle Paul, again, brethren, pray for us. That the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Pray for your missionaries. Think about you, uh, 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 your missionaries that having, they go to language school. Some of them for not even a year. Some of them is six months, seven months. They go to language school. Uh, to whatever God called them, they end up there, and they're supposed to be teaching and preaching in that uh, uh, language. Could you do that? You think you could do it? And they are there at a strange culture, and uh, they need your prayers. They definitely need your prayers, and especially as they get adopted to the culture, pray. He says, pray that as they preach God's word, that they will do it not in their own uh, 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 knowledge. Not that because they dominate the language, but that they will do their best and trusting in God's power. Oh, dear people, I've see, I seen that. I'll never forget, I, I invited this missionary at the Greenwoods, uh, good friends of us. They were over there in Buenos Aires, just across from us. Uh, there are 19 million people in Buenos Aires, called the Great Buenos Aires, and and uh, he came uh, to to preach at our. Uh, and I, I thought, well, I could interpret for him, but uh, you know what? He just came and and did his best, and God used him greatly. You say why? Because he was just trusting the Lord. I said, God, I humanly speaking, I cannot do it. I've been in language school for six months, and but I, here I need to communicate your, your word in this strange language. But God used him greatly. So pray. Uh, and uh, pray, he says, that we may be, may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. You know, sometimes some missionaries are, are very romantic about the mission field. Very idealistic. And sometimes you think you're going to go to whatever uh, the, the country and you think the nationals will be there waiting for you and then they will be so happy that you are there. Uh, that happens a few times. Most of the time, missionaries are not wanted there. And for sure, Satan does not want him there. And he'll do everything possible to get him out of the field. And God's people need to what? To be praying. For that missionary family. And I could tell you. Dear people. Story after story. About what happens. Many of them. During the first term. And so many attacks. By the enemy. Uh, Satan. To get him discouraged. And get him out of the field. And many times he succeeds. And. Uh, but again. So they need your prayers. They need your prayers. And pray. Again, uh, we said number one for power, second protection, but pray for personnel. That means new missionaries. Again, look at this, uh, Matthew 9, 38. It says, 
uh, it says, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he'll send forth laborers unto his harvest. You remember Jesus just shared with them? He says that laborers are few. There are few people that are going to go on, and, uh, into the harvest. And what was the solution? What was the solution? Finances? The solution, he says, pray. Ye therefore. Pray that God will call new laborers into the harvest. So again, it's a, the, again, it needs to be done with God's power. And so we need to pray even as God will call new missionaries. And uh, what a challenge. Some of you parents, grandparents, are willing to say, I'm willing to give money to missions. Well, praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. What about praying that God will call you your grandkids or your own kids to the mission field? That gets some people nervous. Right? But it's the greatest thing that could happen. Um, Ruth and I will always pray, God, just to do whatever you want with our... We pray that they will be sensitive to you. And, and uh, that's the best thing that could ever happen. And, but that's challenging, you know. So as we close, let me ask you to read one more verse. In Romans 15.30. The Apostle Paul, let me ask you, let me tell you this. This is very strong. In Romans 15.30, the Apostle Paul is not asking for prayer. You know, in the, in the, the, the wording, he says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Do you know what the Apostle Paul is doing here in Romans 15.30? He sounds like almost he's kneeling down and asking, Brethren, please, I beg, please, your prayers. He's not just asking for prayer. He's begging for prayer. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, please don't forget to pray for us. The afflictions are many. Pray. That God will sustain us. That how God will help us. Oh dear people. It is sad. When we just give. For missions. I'm not saying don't give for missions. What I'm saying is. Don't just give. Also pray. Pray for your missionaries. What a blessing. You know to have those prayer cards. Maybe lined up and. And pray. Pray for your missionaries. That you, you, they, you would support them. Not just financially. But also through your prayers. And as we, you get those prayer letters. They're not just there to inform you. About what's taking place. In the missionaries ministry. Even though that's one. But it's also to share. Their burdens. The trials that they're going through. And I could tell you so many things that, you know, we have seen Satan. Some of you remember all that we went through with Ruth's problem. Not, uh, yeah, well, this is like 12, 15, 12, 13 years ago. And uh, in those deep waters, 
And as we look back, what a blessing it was to get so many, so many emails. Brother Perez, you are in our prayers. We're praying for Ruth's situation. We're praying for you. How rewarding. Let's not forget, again, there's an order for us to pray. You first you pray for your, your pastor, his family, your deacons, your leaders here. And then pray for your missionaries. Pray that we'll stay focused. It's very easy to start doing something else than what's really important. Which is to give out the gospel. The social gospel in, 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 in South America is very strong. Most churches have gone that way. But they, there, are, there are many books written. And they say, well, the, let the church follow the agenda the social uh, needs of the people. And all that sounds really good. But that's not true. We do need to. Jesus did. He cared about their physical needs. He gave them, you know, the feeding of the 5,000. And, and he cared for their physical needs. And we need to care for that as well. But their main need is the need of the Lord. Their need of salvation. And so please pray that we will stay focused. Let us pray. Father, thank you for Ambassador Baptist Church. Thank you for their vision to reach the ends of the world with the gospel. And how, God, they have been holding the rope uh, for us all this many years. Financially supporting us. But also thank you for their prayers. And Father, thank you. Thank you for what uh, you're doing here. Thank you for what you are doing uh, as they continue to reach uh, the lost, even of faraway lands. Thank you for their pastor and his family and the leaders here. God, thank you for the, how sweet it is to be back and be able to visit with them. Please continue to do your work here in this place. And we ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.